Thank you very much, Gary. Appreciate it. 9.05 on this Thursday morning, the 16th day of November 2023. I'm John Reed, and glad you're with us here on News Radio WRVA. Man, the video just keeps coming out from the what what are we what are we supposed to call this? The the mostly peaceful protest at the DNC last night. I mean, at least at least the national press doesn't seem to be completely lying about it. I find it very interesting that it was the Democrats who for a decade or more. Well, hold on. I worked for Senator Allen in 2004, 2005, 2006. So that's, you know, almost 20 years ago, two decades. And there was concern that that our immigration policies were not admitting people who would love Western civilization. And God, if you said anything like that, if you said, well, you know, maybe we should be kind of careful about at least the volume of people we admit from certain parts of the world where the traditions, religious, cultural, freedom traditions don't necessarily match up to what we have here. Maybe maybe we shouldn't just open the floodgates. You were attacked as a xenophobe, as a racist, as an Islamophobe, as a crazy person. Oh, my God, how could you possibly say this? You know, haven't you read the, the, the poem at the Statue of Liberty? Everybody's supposed to come here, you know? Everybody wants freedom. Yeah, yeah, um, but do they? And at what cost to us, you know? You might be the nicest person. I'm the nicest person in the world, as I've asserted throughout the morning here. But let's just say you're the second or third nicest person in the world behind me. And you wanted to kick open your door and say, I'm going to take all the homeless people from downtown Richmond. You know, LeVar Stoney's homeless problem. And you were going to bring them to your house. There would be a point where it would overwhelm you. Even if you had money, you would be like too much. Your family's now suffering because you've got too many homeless people in the house. Oh, John, that's such a simplistic um, comparison. Is it? Is it simplistic? Is it not relevant? I think it's actually very relevant. I don't think it's simplistic at all. You have good intentions, but you'd be importing everybody who, I mean, there's a reason these people are homeless, and it isn't because they got their act together. They might fix their lives. We hope they do, but you would be destroying your own family's life by bringing in every homeless person from downtown Richmond to your house in the suburbs. So I, I have to, all that is to say, I feel a little guilty if we're going to see the Islamic movement harm people in Washington or raise hell with people in Washington. I certainly am glad that it's the, at the Democrat headquarters. And I wonder if, if any of them cowering the corner, sucking their thumbs, you know, like Scholar von Valkenburg and his ads for Senate. Oh, we'll wait for the police to save us. Wonder if any of those Democrats up in D.C. go, maybe we shouldn't have admitted all these people. They're at the door trying to bash in the door and kill us. Maybe we do you think we made a mistake? <laughs> maybe maybe this wasn't a good plan. Maybe maybe uh, all those Republicans who said that we should limit immigration and be very selective about immigration since everybody does want to come here you know the horrible racist nation that we are everybody who isn't white does want to come here so it must not be that that racist you think the democrats even paused last night as the horde was hounding them and beating on the door threatening to kill them that 
perhaps they've made a mistake? Probably not. They're probably so delusional and so bought into their own lies that they are incapable of recalibrating. But I, it, this is awful for me to say, but really as I was watching it last night, I was like, thank God it's at the DNC because now they have to deal with the problem they created, at least for the moment. I know the rest of us are going to have to deal with it for the next two decades, three decades, assuming we survive that long. But at least they had to deal with it face-to-face last night. I'm sorry for the cops who had to try to clean up the mess. It must be a kind of a sick irony to be a police officer on Capitol Hill and have to defend the people who constantly hate the cops, right? But that's, that's the routine up there on a regular basis. All right, it's 9-10 here on this Thursday. I don't want this um, Ghazala Hashmi story, the scandal related to the newly elected, reelected senator from Chesterfield to slip by because you, you know that you've heard the you've heard the deal. She got new district lines. Every member of the legislature had to look at the map and say, oh, my gosh, is my house in the district or not in the district? Because in Virginia, you actually have to live in the district that you represent. That's just kind of square one. You have to start there. And Ghazala Hashmi looked and said, oh, no, the house that I've lived in for all these years isn't in the district. So she went and got an apartment, supposedly. Now the question is, did she ever bother to live in the apartment? And her neighbors are saying, "Uh, hell no, she didn't live in the apartment. She stayed at her house, and this was all phony. And it looks like her own documents that she filed uh, related to her finances and her real estate holdings acknowledge that she considers the house that she's lived in for 20-some years to be her official residence. So what gives? The Democrats don't want to talk about it except to say, you election deniers, Donald Trump extremists won't give it up. Oh, okay. You know who I figure has an opinion on this? Because she was faced with a similar decision and made a completely different decision, is the outgoing senator from Chesterfield, Amanda Chase. And she's with us this morning. Good morning. What you thinking? Good morning, John. You know, I would say that I would be shocked, but I'm not. <laughs> the Democrats don't follow the rules. And if you remember with that you know, they censured me a couple years ago. That was completely illegal, and you know she voted for that. But this oh is yeah, they're always violence. beating up on you, Amanda. You're the worst person in the world. You you won't play by the rules supposedly, so they beat up on you. But then when something like this happens, everybody tries to turn and look the other way. Well, heck no. Why should that be the case? Well, you're exactly right, and it's a complete violation. Of the Constitution of Virginia, you're looking at Article 4, Section 4. It says that you must be a resident of the senatorial district, which you're seeking to represent. You know, and it's interesting because Gazala would have been my opponent, my Democrat opponent. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, whenever she decided to run in Senate District 15, initially I was kind of relieved, to be honest with you, because she uh, ran and beat uh, uh, Senator Glenn Sturdivant. So um, I was initially thankful she moved out of the district, but I've said you should live in the district and, and which you're going to represent. I mean, mm-hmm. those, the people, the community, um, you're most like the people that you live and can represent them. And how are you going to do that if you're moving into a district in a geogra- geographically different area? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I just I think it makes more sense to stay and live and represent the people in the district that you live. And, and, to, um, and to be clear, in the old days, when the legislators themselves drew the map, sometimes if the Republicans ran things or the Democrats ran things, they would go back in the back rooms and say, you know what, 
let's screw this person over. We're going to run this line right down the street, and we know that Senator so-and-so lives on the other side of the street, and it ain't going to work for them. But this time, the Democrats got their way. The whole thing was done in court, and she still won't fully obey the law. Do you think that that there's any way that she can claim that this this apartment that she's rented is legitimately her residence? Is there anything that you look at and go, okay, yeah, it it may be shady, but it meets the the legal threshold? Well, absolutely not, John. And I'll tell you one. I know it's a little bit uh, nuanced here, but whenever we file our paperwork to actually run for for office, we have to fill out a statement of qualification and ask a couple questions. And one of those questions is uh, you have to list out any secondary residences that you own. You don't have to list your primary address. So she self-implicates herself. Mm, Her intent is right there in in the paperwork she had to complete. And uh, furthermore, showing she her her intent is really I'm just going to live where I've lived, always lived. And um, if I win, then I'll figure things out then. And and that's really not the way it's supposed to work. And she needs to resign. I've called on her to resign. I know Senator Bryce Reeves has called on her to resign. And I'm hoping while they're having their Senate finance retreat, as we speak right now in Northern Virginia, that there are some discussions within Republican leadership on how to handle this. I mean, we this is our opportunity to gain back the majority in the Senate. And why is it cricket? Republicans need to have a backbone. They need to address this issue with Ghazala Hashmi. Susan Beale is a commissioner. I hope she comes on your show and explains why Ghazala Hashmi was considered qualified in the first place, because she wasn't. And she even lied on her um, application form to even run for office in, in Senate District 15. Well, that's one of the questions I've got, because we do seem to have a lot of these things popping up. And I think part of it is the attitude in Virginia now, especially amongst Democrats, I hope not with Republicans, but especially amongst Democrats, that let's see what we can get away with. It's not the old Virginia way where, you know, somebody would have said, hey, man, um, I like you. I'm sorry, but (laughs) you either sell your house and move or I can't support you. You know, that that honor system that. I don't think I'm delusional for thinking did exist. I think it existed on some level. I'm not sure it exists today. Who's responsible for policing this? I mean, even in Henrico, that the porn star prostitute candidate, it looks like she forged or that the documents for her to run were forged by somebody. And none of it matches up her signature, nor the date that the notary public, uh, the the notary um, uh, certified the document. It doesn't match up. So I'm wondering, who has the obligation to check this stuff and hold people accountable? Well, it should be the State Board of Elections. And I did, by the way, see a help wanted sign because they do need a lot of help right now. Hmm. Uh, we, we have a lot of issues here. And, and really the thing that I want to focus on is this, is why, why aren't Republicans addressing this clear violation of the Constitution of Virginia? You know, right now we're 19 to 21. If, if Ghazala Hashmi is deemed unqualified. And I don't think there needs to be another, the governor does not need to call a special election. She wasn't qualified to run in the beginning. So just like in, in Senator-elect John McGuire's district, in which his Democrat opponent did not file the paperwork in time and did not end up on the ballot, John ran unopposed. There was no Democrat on the ballot. I see. And Senate huh. end. So well, why, are we, why are we as Republicans not holding Ghazala Hashmi to that sta- same standard 
and say, look, we only had one candidate who filled their paperwork out correctly and was qualified in Senate District 15, and that's Hayden Fisher, the Republican, that ran in that district. So, um, you know, I hope they'll adjudicate it. Hey, I don't want to run out of time. I was I have to say I was very impressed. I know you were not happy with the results of the primary and Glenn Sturdivant got the Republican nomination. He's going to return to the Senate. Um, But you were very um, you were a team player and and supported Glenn or or at least didn't get into writing a run in, you know, running a a write in campaign. Is everything good now? Are you thinking of running for something else? Are you staying out of it? What What is your thought right now? Well, the first thing is um, I only lost by 375 votes out of 22,000. So, um, you know, this was not a referendum on Amanda Chase. Um, there, I had uh, thousands of dollars spent against me. Americans for Prosperity spent over $250,000 in my race. I was their number one target. They're supposed to be supporting Republicans. Okay. That's the Koch brother, uh, brothers, um, anti-Trump people, and everybody knows I support President Trump. But um, you haven't seen the last of me. I, I will be watching very closely as the watchdog. I know how things work in Richmond, and I'm going to be the watchdog to help the people to hold our elected leaders accountable. And um, you'll see more of me. Um, I'm not going anywhere. I, I, I will still be around in, in some capacity or the other. And at some All point, right. as the opportunity opens, I will run again. And uh, we'll just have to stay stay tuned and see what happens. Hey, All I may right. run in Senate District 10 if you don't have to be a our resident. Yeah, if you don't have to be, if you could just go Donald rent a post office box and pretend that you're <laughs> sleeping in the post office box, maybe you could, you know, run for something else in another part of the state. Uh, uh, outgoing state senator Amanda Chase, always appreciate the chance to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you, John. All right, <laughs> that's crazy, isn't it? Nine twenty. We're back with more in a moment on News Radio WRVA.